hope you guys are having a little bit of fun this morning because uh, from what I've heard, uh, God is actually the creator of fun. So a little mix up once in a while, I seem to like. So we want to know who won. Who do you think won? Huh? Well, you guys are actually very confident and you actually won, so Nadia gets to win. So thank you for that. So I know that some of you threw in some credit cards and some car keys. So like I am having a great time this afternoon because I'm going on a shopping spree, just saying. They've actually set the baskets up here on the front. So when you come up after, don't take your, anything that's not yours. <laughs> Only take your stuff. <laughs> come on up afterward and pick up your stuff. And uh, thanks guys for having fun. So this morning, I want to tell you that this is your team. Whether you're four, you're 14, 44, or 444. All of you are the team. You are the, the team of today, not the team of the future, not the team of the past, but you are the team of today. Hey, buddy, how are you? See, he is part of your church today. So what are we gonna talk about racing? And uh, these are my sneakers. Uh, are there any athletes here today who consider themselves, it uh, doesn't have to be professional, anyone consider themselves athletic? Yeah, you got a few of you. Any of you, I'm not quite sure how this is going to go, but any of you say that, uh, yeah, I'm in shape? Oh, you laugh. Maybe this is a better question. Any of you think of yourself as not in shape? Yes, that would be me. I, I am sorry to say, these are my sneakers. Um, they smell whew, pretty bad, but it's not from excessive pounding of the pavement. It is just from hanging in my closet a little too long. So this morning, I want to ask you, what is your motivation and your determination for racing? Uh, let me read to you uh, from Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. You've, most of you have heard this, the, you know, the running with perseverance, the race that's set before you. Uh, that's in the NIV. But I want to read to you uh, the message from the message. It's a paraphrase. And I love its wording. Uh, by the way, we'll get to this in a few minutes. Hold on tight. I want to read to you Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 3. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blaze the way, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we better get on with it. Strip down, take off everything that's hindering you, start running and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic scenes, sins. Keep your eyes on who? On who? who began, both began and finished this race that we are in. Study how we did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. Cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor, right beside God. And when you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again. Item by item, that long litany of hostility he plowed through. And that 
will shoot adrenaline into your souls. This morning, I've asked Miss Abby Tapper if she would like to come, and she's going to pray for our time this morning and uh, running the race. Thanks, Abby. Dear Lord, our lives are like a long race. It has its ups and downs and rounds and rounds. We thank you for our many blessings, including people who love us, our free country, the church, and even just a chance to be here this morning. Each of us has unique things that brings us joy. Personally, I like playing sports and eating chocolate. Thank you, God, that these are part of our race. Our lives also have hardships, and we can often get off track. This week, we've heard that there was bombing in England and attacks on Egyptian Christians. People get sick, lose jobs, feel lonely, go through depression. They also have bill problems and so much more. Help us, Father, through the hurdles of our race. Help us focus on Jesus, who came down to the earth and ran an amazing race for us. Your spirit runs by our side today through all of our ups and downs and rounds and rounds. Guide our feet as we run together. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Ab. Just put the mic back where you go. Thank you. She has a great heart for God, and uh, it shows. Thanks, Abby. So this running metaphor kind of looks like this. If you have accepted Jesus to be your friend forever, if you are a believer and a follower, then you are part of the Christian race. And uh, so if you become a follower, then you really don't have much of a choice. You're in. You're in part of the race. But all of our races look different, right? Maybe some of you are just beginning your race. The, uh, the gun's gone off, the adrenaline is rushing, and you're in, maybe you're, you know, 100 meters down the race. And, you know, the, the, the race is still kind of new, but you're, you're feeling more natural, more comfortable. Then there are those of us, maybe, who are halfway through our race, and it's starting to feel more like a never-ending marathon of illness and death, divorce, heartache, and heartache. There's also those who have come along already, and what lies behind them is a testament for all of us for faithful living. So all of our races look different. We're all in different seasons. We're all at different points. But we're all in the race together. And the race may seem long, The race may seem daunting. Kids, I need you to help me with something now that you're actually all settled down, but that's okay. If you're close to an aisle, you can get out and stand in an aisle. If you're in there, just move your seat up. But what I need all the kids to do is I need you to stand up, and we're going to count from 1 to 30. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to run like this, like so hard that you can't stop. And you're going to run so fast. I need to see who is the fastest runner. But in the spot, please do not run around the church. In the spot. Are you guys standing up? Any of my kids standing up? I got a couple. Come on, kids, stand up. Of course, the chairs are kind of tall. You can't really tell. Are you guys standing up? Okay, we're going to start counting 1 to 30. And you're going to run as fast, as fast as you can on the spot. Are you ready? On your mark, uh, Pastor B, excuse me. I don't see you standing up running. No? Okay. We'll, we'll give you a pass this time. 
Everyone stand up on your mark, get set, go. One, two, three, run. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, come on. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, faster. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, almost there. 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, and. Okay, now go sit down. Go sit down. Go sit in your seats. Now tell me, guys, are you a little out of breath? Oh, come on. Oh, all the kids all say, no, I'm not out of breath. All of us would be like, oh my word. If you're out of breath, maybe you're a little tired. Maybe you're a little weary. Do you know, guys, that sometimes like at school, when you have to make decisions, the Jesus decisions, the right Jesus choice, when everybody else is doing stuff that's not the right decision, that is running the race. That is choosing. And sometimes choosing the right thing can sometimes make us tired and worry, kind of like uh, maybe after a track meet. Well, actually, this morning we have a, a couple of guests that I want to introduce to you because Paul wrote the book. Hebrews, and, uh, and the, the verse we're talking about racing. So I wanted to see, and bring in a couple runnies, runners, to see if what he talks about in Hebrews is actually what goes on when you're running. So come on in, guys. Where are they? Where are they, guys? Do you see them? Look like they've just come off a big marathon. Uh, Carson's getting fancy now. So this is Kim and Carson Beeman, and mother and son. And they have been racing together. So I thought I would ask them a few questions because let's just be honest, they're a little bit more experienced than I am. So Kim and Carson, can you tell me how long you've been racing? I have been racing almost four years. Um, two years. A couple years, yep, sounds good. So why do you like to run and why do you even like to race? Can you tell me that? I think for me it's the feeling afterwards that I accomplish something mm -hmm. that I set out to do. Yeah, like when you're done and it feels so good. <laughs> it feels good. So what are the things that might hold you back the most when you race? Maybe like pain in the legs, like sore. Mm -hmm. For me, it would be weather or seeing hills when you're jogging. That, that would, that would, that, that holds would, me back. Yes. That would daunt me. Yes. Yeah, uh, Carson's quite the little runner. I was asking him, so what daunts you? He's like, oh, I don't know, the hills are awesome. Like, he was like thrilled. <laughs> so the other question is, so how is important, how important is training when you talk about, you know, running and racing and needing to, to win and get to, to the end? How important is actually training? Well, it's actually very important to actually finish a race because I don't think many people can just go out and finish it the first time they try. Like Carson and I set out, we're gonna be doing a 15 kilometer race on Canada Day. Nice. So we have to obviously practice many times to accomplish that, so. 
How about you, Carson? Is training good? Do you think you could actually just go out and say, I'm going to run out like a marathon and just go out and just go? Don't you dare say yes. No. <laughs> no. Ever feel like quitting? Sometimes, like maybe in the middle, like when you're really tired. Because when you see the end, you kind of know, like, oh, I'm almost done. I can keep going. And at the beginning, you don't feel sore yet, so mm -hmm. it's okay, but in the middle. Yeah. Or whenever you're out and you start sunny, and the other day we were running and it started downpouring, so obviously we felt like quitting during that and just going, but we were trying to remind each other that during the race or the day of the event, it could be rain or snow or windy or anything, but we still have to push through. They usually don't cancel them, so yes. it's very important. No quitting. Yeah. So what has running done together? When running together, what has that done for you? Has that helped you? Has it been like, oh, no big deal, but what has done running together helped? Well, it made it like easier because let's say one of us was tired, the other can keep going and push us harder. Mm -hmm. Accountability. And for me as a mom, I think it's the bonding thing because as we're out running, a lot of times you can't catch your breath, but I was telling Carson, he had no idea, he talks the entire time we're running. Like every thought that's ever crossed his brain comes out when we're running and I just concentrate on listening and breathing while we're out. But yeah, so it is, it's very, I find it's very important. It's helped us a lot actually. Right. Yeah. We push each other because there's times I don't feel like running, but if he asks me, I'm not gonna say no, I'm gonna go with him. So, yeah, yeah, that accountability, I love yeah. that. So you are telling me you get sweaty, yes. you get dirty, you get tired and sore and sometimes miserable and frustrated. And it takes a lot of time and energy, but you're telling me that it's still worth it? It is yeah. worth it because it's a mind game, I find. It's very much in your head when you're running and stuff, but it's very much worth it at the end. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for coming in today and uh, sharing. Thank you. Thank you. So from the sounds of it, it sounds like running sounds a whole lot when running our Christian race. You get tired, running it t together, you know, the finish line is in front of us. So what does faithful running and living, do you think, look like with Jesus? Let me give you a few examples. So faithful running and living look like with Jesus. Husband and wives that stay together through the hard times. That's faithful, that's race, running the race. Teens staying pure despite all the peer pressure. You senior saints who pray for us and pray daily, even up to the day that the Lord comes. Kids, those of you who run away from bad choices and even when you know your friends are choosing differently. How about staying faithful and steadfast when the rough patches threatened to throw you off course? And believers, those that have pioneered, blazed the way, and cheered us on from the sidelines. To me, that is all faithful racing. And that's what it looks like to me. So maybe today you're thinking, you know, I'm not running this race very well. Maybe some of you are saying, I'm not even in the race at all. And you say, what should I do? The answer is simple. Recommit to win God's race. Recommit to decide to run for Jesus. Not run for anybody else, not run for the world, but decide to run for Jesus. See, as long as you are in the race, you need to run to win. Not run to stop and smell the roses or stop and do this. You need to run as if 
you are going to win. And no one just happens to have a comeback to win. Not when they're far behind, but only by believing it can happen and with a renewed renewed resolve to win is a comeback accomplished. If you find yourself far behind in the race, don't give up. Keep on racing. You can still win, just don't quit. So I need to ask you yourselves these questions. If you're in the race and uh, you're, you're, you're wanting to win, you're wanting to race, so what are some questions that you can ask yourselves? Like accountability, right? Do you know through personal experience God's grace through the gospel? Do you invest daily? I don't mean every week. I don't mean once a month. I don't mean just on Sundays. Do you invest daily in your friendship with Jesus? Are you getting rid of all bitterness and envy and jealousy and all those thoughts? Are you just getting rid of them? Daily, we sometimes got to get rid of them. Are you avoiding temptation to sexual immorality beginning with your thoughts? Are you focused on eternity, on Jesus, and not on the things of this world? Are you seeking God for the joy in him alone, not for the blessings that he's going to give you, but just for the pure joy of knowing Jesus? So today, fix your eyes on Jesus. Run with faith, run with perseverance, but most of all, this is my favorite part. This is where Better Together comes in. I want you to run together, not alone, not your own race. I want you, church, from zero to 100, I want you to run together. Uh, In Ecclesiastics 4, 9 to 10, it says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Because I think too often we are fiercely, like women hear us roar, fiercely independent, and we actually will even commend each other. Oh, way to go, you've gone alone. You've done it alone. You, you strong you are. Maybe we're too busy and uh, forget to reach out beyond our world. And I know you're gonna tell me, no, no, my world is too busy. It is too full. I have no time for anybody else. And I know I'm guilty of not lifting my head once in a while to, to look around and see if there's anyone that I can reach out to, that I can help, that I can encourage, that I can race with. See, we don't see our need for each other when we do that. And as a result, when we don't see the need for one another, we are actually weak. And if all of us can just play a small part, I'm not telling you to take on the world. Been there, done that. Remember crying in the garden one day, thinking I needed to save everybody. But do what God has asked you to do. Your small part can make a huge difference because we are not running as individuals. We are running as a team. And we all have responsibilities toward one another, and we're help to help the entire team to win the, win the race. 
We need to make sure that no one drops out of the race. If, uh, you know, if someone has fallen, in love and gentleness, go and help and pick them up. Maybe the race is an uphill battle at the moment. Have you taken the time to just give a word of encouragement? And maybe the race for someone is in a dark, dark valley. Praying for one another. Come alongside them and give them a hug. But together as a team, can you think of the possibilities that we can do for Jesus in our community if we together as a team come together and work together because we will be strong in Jesus? There's this video that, I, um, that we have found, and every time it makes me tear up because I think of this as the church, what the church should be, what the church should be for our people in the community. But you know what I think? We need to start in here first because we're not going to reach out if we can't do it in here. We are a team. Let's check it out. Today, all of us are in different seasons. Some of you will say, I'm the lady that can barely make it across the finish line. Is it you today that needs a hand? Is it your turn today to reach out beyond yourself and your world and to give a hand to the person beside you? Let's reach beyond ourselves, guys. We are in a team sport. We are in the race together. So today, are you a part of the team? Everyone have your sneaker? This is sneaker time. Kids, you've got your sneakers? Big people like Mr. B, do you got your sneaker? There might be some sneakers poking around out back if uh, the ushers have any that um, we need a couple. Actually, Pastor B needs one down here. He snuck in without one. What I want you to do right now is I want you, when I tell you, is you're going to take and you're going to write your name on your sneaker. And actually, if you're comfortable with it, you can write your age. I know some of you, you gasped. So write your name on your sneaker. Then we're going to stand up and what we're going to do is you're going to mix it up. And those introverts, yet again, are all gasping inside. But I want to find you to find someone you know, 
maybe you don't know, preferably not your immediate family. And I would love it if it was someone, like someone who's 40, exchanges it with someone who's five. Because I want you to go home with a sneaker today that is not your own. Because the first thing we can do together as a team is to pray for one another. So you're going to write your name on it. Then we're going to exchange it with somebody. You can talk a little bit, that's okay. And if you actually want to even say, what can I pray for you for? And maybe the sneaker will go around and you know, exchange hands a couple of times, that's okay, it's not a big deal. But go home today with a sneaker that's not your own. And I want you to be able to pray for your teammate today. So why don't you do that right now? You can use a crayon, you can use a pencil, you can use a pen, write your name on it. Might have to share your marking pencils. Everyone have that done? And I want everybody to stand up. You can either do it someone beside you, if you want to get up and move around a little bit, because you know what, I know what happens, because we are creatures of habit. There are those that sit on this side that never see the people on this side. You have no clue. So if you want to, any of you want to, switch it up. Just take a couple minutes, you talk it up, Go exchange your sneakers. Have you done that? So I want to tell you who I got. I got Maddie Stewart, and she is nine years old. And this week, I will be praying for Maddie. Who will you be praying for? I'm going to read Hebrews again one last time. So Hebrews 12. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way. All these veterans cheering us on. It means we better get on with it. Strip down, get rid of it all. Start running and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on who, everybody? Keep your eyes on who? Keep your eyes on Jesus who began and finished this race that we're in study how he did it because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating faith in it with God, he could put up with anything along the way because the cross, the shame, whatever, and now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. And when you find yourself flagging 
in the faith, go over that story again, item by item, that long litany of hostility that he plowed through, that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Let's pray. So let us not run, Lord. We can't follow Christ sitting down. Others have run this race and they've finished strong. And their example moves us on toward the goal. We can do this too in Christ. Let us not sit out today. Let's get up. Let's strip off anything that hinders us and makes us slow. And let's throw off every sin that trips us up. The course is marked. We are equipped. The race is now. Let's keep our eyes on him and run. Let's do it together.